Hello. Hello. Susanna, that's, a, that's a lovely background you have today. <laughs> Thank you. It almost reminds me, uh, for a second, it almost reminded me of the, Susanna, you remember the view from, from the cabin in Tennessee? Yeah. Well, you were the only one to see it because you were the only one to be up that early, but <laughs> it looked lovely in the morning. But like it's the true. mist. The it's, photos that other people took looked incredible. It's like 6 a.m. <laughs> Eastern and Dave's the only person out there on the just drinking my tea out there on the on the deck watching the sunrise over the mountains. How could you not? Well, how are you not up, Susanna? Because you should have been like five hours ahead. I was tired. By that point, okay. my my body was confused. I was tired. I did want to wake up, especially after I saw the pictures. I think Dave took them. You took them on the first day, right? Yeah, I took I some think. on the first. I took, I mean, I took some every morning, but yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to get up, but nope, it just wasn't happening. <laughs> also, like, because we nope. went to bed really late. And so, well, let's not. the The, the less we talk about that, the better. <laughs> Everybody Why? was up so late. I picked the wrong room. Well, to having sleep fun. In. I having picked the fun. wrong room to sleep in. That was the problem. <laughs> well, you had downstairs. Uh, uh yeah, uh, right next to the main room downstairs. Oh no! Was it the people you were this? sharing the room with, or the location of the room? Uh, location. Uh, uh, okay. Since I was a, a, a big to-do, I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to have this room by myself. I'm not sharing a room with anybody. <laughs> Which didn't matter, really, because at the end of the day, he could hear everything was happening outside of the room. Totally rooms. didn't matter is right. <laughs> 100%. I'll, I'm, uh, hold up. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'll send one of these photos to, the, um, to our little chat. It must be... I can't believe it. It's been a year, almost to the date. I know. It's been a year since I saw you, Susanna. Yeah. I can't quite believe it. Feels like yesterday. But at the same time, so much has happened that, you know, it's this weird, weird feeling. All right. That is legit. That is a S-tier yeah. sunrise for sure. Pretty good. And do Pretty you have a picture when there was like a was foggy? Oh, I do. Yeah, underneath I think I have us. Some of those. Hold on. That was really pretty. Just checking, everyone's recording through this section. I, I definitely correct. am, yes. <laughs> I am. I started. This is excellent content for everybody. This is great filler right here. Yeah. Like, it's like, what's Dave going to do with this content? Let's imagine what Dave is doing on his screen right now. Dave is scrolling through his ridiculously large photo library to try to find a photo with fog. Yeah. Oh, here we go. This is a pretty good one. Well, now it feels like at least a year ago when you start scrolling through your photos. To get we, oh, oh, listen, we take a lot of photos. Just a lot of photos. Dave, I have a lot of kids, and I bet you take more photos than I do. That is I have more kids than you. True. I have more pets than you. One million And I bet true. you take four times yeah, the photos that's the than one. I do. Oh, yeah. So um, that's what I wanted to see. That's what I would have seen if I woke up on time. But I didn't, so I never <laughs> saw it. <laughs> Okay, so I have 125,864 photos in my iCloud library. Sounds wow. Like Since when? Uh, I mean, this goes back to, I mean, I have photos in here from the 2000s. What's, what's really sad is um, all of my photos from college, which I'm sure I really want to see. No, I don't. Um, they all got lost um, when a hard drive died. And I was not mm. schooled in the art of back your stuff up on multiple drives. So that was a hard lesson to learn. I wish I could figure out how many photos I have. Do you use uh, iCloud Photo Library? No, I use Google Photos. Oh, you're you're one of those. It'll tell me how much storage I'm using, but not the oh, that's, number. That's definitely how it's so. That's how Google thinks of things, right? Because they're harassing mm -hmm. me right now to empty stuff out of my Gmail, and Apple's just <laughs> like, "What is storage space? We just tell you the number. We you don't actually know right. how much you're paying for. You're just here's a number." We have $74 billion. I think you can have a few gigabytes here and there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I get hassled by Google for the same thing. Yeah. And I think someone in my family plan has uh, an automated backup going. That's oh. chewing up some space. Because whenever they yell at me about my storage, and I even pay for extra storage because that was easier than like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> reducing what I was doing. I'll pay a few bucks a month to, yeah. to not be harassed. But now they're after me again because <laughs> I've used up that storage. <laughs> I'm just imagining uh, like the Google, like they're cops, but they're Google, you know, they're like yeah. <laughs> chasing after Ben, yeah. little Gmail <laughs> logo on the hat, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so whenever I click on the links in the emails they harass me with, mm -hmm. it only shows my usage and it's 
insignificant compared to yeah. the real problem. So I've got to log into a few other family Google accounts and track down the culprit here. Who's in trouble? Yeah. Susanna, are you the one? Are, in your house, do you know who the culprit is for who takes up the most space? For their, no, sto- I don't for their care. various cloud storages? <laughs> don't care. Don't, don't care. care. I like it. See, that's the, way, that, that's the way to go. Who cares? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with their phones and stuff. I don't know. Don't care. Maybe I should. When, I, when the bill hits me, I will, but... Usually when before I'm supposed to, every time the kids uh, like want to install something or do anything, I get an email. So I have a, enough time to stop it if necessary. You have a little but, paper trail. Yeah. But I don't think they, they don't take many pictures. They don't do anything. I don't think they do anything I should worry about. We'll find out maybe <laughs> eventually. But right now it's all good. Don't care. I'm looking at the top of our family photo, mm. whatever, photo feed. And it is all hedgehog. My wife took about 50 photos of my, my daughter's pet hedgehog. So that's a pretty nice surprise when I opened up photos to see what's going on. Yeah. I thought it was like a hidden meaning, hedgehog. It's a no. lot of hedgehog. I was like, what do you mean? What do you Americans like, you know, hedgehog? It's not a slang term, at least yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. No, it is a small little spiky uh, rodent, maybe. Rodent. Yeah, not 100% rodent. sure about that. Is it? Feels yeah. rodent-like. No, you don't. All right, here we go. Everybody to the end. <laughs> Everybody googling. <laughs> Hedgehogs are rodents. Don't it's tell a me they're rodents. Spiny mammal. 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 That sounds much better than rodent. Yeah. yeah what's so prerogative about a rodent? Oh, it's so cute. It just sounds like a rat, and I don't like a rat. I mm. don't like rats. This is so cute. Watch. Oh. Rats aren't actually rodents. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're they're not just not? throwing everything off. Uh, seriously, oh look at this. Now, Dave, you'll have to twist. upload these pictures to like the show notes oh. because people will be like, "What are you talking about? This is so cute." So, how did you end up having a pet hedgehog? That uh, short answer is my daughter wanted one, and she was very persistent. And you know, a little parenting strategy of like, "How bad do you want this pet? Like, <laughs> we'll see in a few months. Like, do you still want a hedgehog?" Sure, because uh, they're not like. Cuddly. <laughs> I guess cats and dogs aren't that easy to take care of, but they need some specialized care. And so I didn't want to just get a, a weird pet on a whim. And so she stuck with it for months and months. She took care of some of our other pets, like to demonstrate, yes, I'm serious mm. about this. This is not just something I'm um, toying with. And she did great. So she got a hedgehog and uh, we buy freeze dried bugs for it every month. Oh. I didn't really plan for that. <laughs> But we've got Lovely. like containers full of bugs to feed the thing that eats cat food and, and dried bugs. Yeah, it's great. So we've got a little bit of food for everything. We've got some cats. We have a dog. Now we have a hedgehog. Everyone gets their own diet. <laughs> My brother had a guinea pig, but no hedgehog. Yeah. I don't think you can buy hedgehogs. I don't think, I don't think you can buy them in England. I don't know. Maybe. For some reason, hedgehogs normal. feel very English to me. I don't know why. It seems like something you would have like running around. Maybe it's hedges. Oh, you, when I think of hedges, you see I'm them like, yeah, dead on the roads a lot. I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of running around. Not much running around. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're gonna see a lot of roadkill. What's his name? Oh, its name. Pumpkin. Pumpkin the hedgehog. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. My cat's <laughs> named Pumpkin. You can't name your hedgehog. Pumpkin. That's the wrong. <laughs> Talk to my daughter. <laughs> That was her, her name, her idea. Okay. I mean, it's objectively a great name if we now have sure. two pets in the Cheese and Weather podcast family named Pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. So is it a girl or a boy? It's a girl. Yep. Oh, so cute. And your cat, Dave, is it a boy or a girl? A boy, yeah. So Pumpkin very is very... Very versatile name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's an orange cat. We got him in October. You know, it was, it was a real low effort name, if we're really being honest. <laughs> Get home. There's a pumpkin too on your much front time. step. I've got it. <laughs> We're racking our brain trying to figure it out. What will I name Are this you cat? Serious? You got the cat, an orange cat in October. It's like a slam dunk. Wow, that wasn't something I really felt a need to like. I didn't. I didn't want to like spin up a project plan to like name my cat. You know what I mean? I was like, what's a low effort way to? What's the eighty twenty right. here? Pumpkin. Great. Did you get to like November and think, hmm, that was that was just not. A well thought decision. I just kind of went for it. That was an October decision. I regret this. And yet, pumpkin pie, it's a big Thanksgiving meal. I mean, really, the fall is his time. You know, like mm-hmm. it's really lots of just, you know, 
gourds, just all over the place, yeah. really. Yeah. I've got a break about a cat name, as long as we're talking about pet names. Sure. We adopted a cat that already came with a name, and we had we intended to rename the cat, mm. but no other name stuck. So I, I have a cat named Gouda, which feels oh. like like the cheese royalty That's... on this on this podcast yeah her name Boy. is gouda she's orange we didn't get her in october that's okay and i guess we could have tried to rename her in october but yeah you know gouda. there's not that many female ginger cats that's interesting i don't think she's okay now i'm interested in that stat yeah that's Pers- what i've always been told that's that. it's co- that's completely unverified but i've always been told that everywhere <laughs> okay that- that's a fact All that's right. a, so it sounds like a fact hold on let's say <laughs> There aren't that many ginger cats. Uh, uh, female cats, yeah. Sure. Yep. Is this a lie you tell yourself to make you feel better about your pumpkin oh, cat? Oh, okay. I mean, a- according to the first you know, little factoid on Google, which is never wrong, 80% <laughs> of ginger cats are male. There you go. So it's That's not- interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I would call Gouda a ginger cat. Oh, mm. Now I've got to find a good photo to. A yeah, now we need to see a picture. Yes, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of photos in the show notes this week. Oh man, this is a very <laughs> visual, visual episode. I apologize to everyone. Oh no, that's pretty gingerish. Yeah, that's uh, the one on the left. Right? Yeah, yeah the one on the left. The one on the right is named Marla. Yeah, it's got the little stripes yeah. in the above. You know, mm-hmm. sort of the center. Yeah, that's yeah. All right, ginger cat. So you're saying she's in the minority? Yes, All she's right. special. She's very special. Oh, Gouda. Oh, look, the hugging. Yeah, she's a good one. Yeah. Oh. And then how did you get the name Maybe for your beloved dog? So much like your conundrum, when we got her, she had a name and it was Maisie. Okay. And we knew we're like, okay. And they only picked that because like, I think like the name or the corner where they picked her up had like May in it or something. And they just said, Maisie, only a little less effort than my naming of pumpkin. Just a smidge under. (laughs) And um, we knew we wanted to change it because we didn't like Maisie. Um, We didn't like that soft, the sort of S on the second syllable. That's complicated with, you know, you got to have a strong, you know, hard syllable, hard, you know, hard consonant, hard consonant on the syllables with pets, right? Makes it really easy to yell or to, like, it's really, you know, really straightforward. You know, like Dave. Pets and children. In case the, well, David, I know David's just a terror anyway. (laughs) Um, So, uh, so we thought about it for a long time and we went through like, you know, the whole time, like leading up, we had, um, because this all we adopted her during COVID. So there was a bit of a lengthy process to like, we had to get approved. We had to go visit. Mm -hmm. So like there was some lead up where I knew I'm getting this dog, but I can't go get the dog yet. So that was a lot Mm -hmm. of fodder for, you know, it it was, uh, it was May. We adopted her on May 1st coming up on her, on her gotcha day. And, um, so it was nice weather. We were able to walk around. You love that yeah. we have a gotcha day for I her. love the idea that apparently you name your pets based on the month that you well, sure. that they come to Well, that, that was just coincidence. <laughs> like... That was just coincidence, I promise. And so we're, it was nice. The point of that was it was nice weather. So we were doing, you know, walks, uh, especially since it was COVID and nobody was going anywhere. We're like, got to get out of this house. Let's go walk outside. And so we spent a lot of these walks trying to figure out what are we going to name this dog? And we just kept coming back to, well, we love Arrested Development. And so we're going to name my dog maybe. Because then the mm-hmm. jokes just kind of write themselves. And what is, what, is right. a, what is a relationship if not a series of increasingly you know, obscure jokes that right. only the two of you can understand? Nobody else has any clue what's going on when you talk. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I never watched it. I have no idea. Oh, boy. Clue. Oh, never mind. I'm beginning to understand why Susanna does not understand <laughs> my sense of humor. The, the, the foundational pieces of them have just, uh, you know... She's she's not cultural. You have to send me a list of things I need to watch (laughs) and play and read and you know educate myself. That becomes the eventual, you know, the eventual next step for for the the cheese and weather empire. We start doing watch alongs on like Twitch or something Mm. where we can you know, yeah, see we could really really go go You have thought it through properly, yeah. No, I have not thought any of that through. (laughs) (laughs) Just I think you need a trade. Dave, I think you need to fast for a day. And Susanna, you have to watch the cult mm. classic movie Clue and call it even. Wow. Like, that's how you get things done. Compromises, wheeling and dealing. That's that Midwesterner yeah. in you. You look at you. You're trying to, <laughs> trying to find trying that to make middle everybody path. happy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dave, I heard you had a, a health scare recently. Ended up at the doctor. How are you doing, man? You know, 
I'm going through. Uh, we're having some some fun times over here in the Hicking household with doctors. Uh, the number of doctor appointments for both of us are just staggering these days. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I, uh, my whole life, I didn't know what it was called, but my uh, until a couple of years ago, but my whole life, I've had low blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, hypostatic was it? Uh, yeah. Um, some hypotension. I forget what exactly what it is, but anyway, uh, low blood pressure, and uh, if I'm not careful, it will cause me to, when I stand up quickly, my vision will sort of black out and then yeah. I will have to feel like I'm going to fall over, but it sort of quickly recovers. So uh, a couple years ago, I went to the doctor for it finally, because I'd had this problem my whole life. Occasionally it kind of came and went and I was like, you know, this is getting pretty bad. I should probably go see somebody. And they're like, oh, you have this thing. And I was like, great. And they're like, well, I was like, what? And so they had me do these tests, by the way, you know, you're in trouble when you go to a, when you're going to get a diagnosis for something and the tests increasingly they stop being like technologically sophisticated and start to resemble like medieval torture techniques. So they do this thing called a tilt Dude, table. Tilt table. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you do the tilt that. table where their their goal is like, if we just tilt you, strap you to a table, tilt you around, can we make you pass out? Yep. <laughs> and let's watch Dave? you pass out. See if we can figure. Anything what can we out? do? Can we yep. make Dave pass out? So um, I didn't pass out during the tilt table test, but you got to describe a tilt table test, though. How do you start a tilt table test? And at what point are you feeling like you're going to going to pass out? I didn't get to the point where I was going to pass out. So I don't really know. I mean, I know basically they strap me to the table. Failed it. I did. I failed it. I wasn't low enough, apparently. And, you know, um, when I do you want to explain to everybody what a tilt table test is? Not really. I haven't experienced it myself. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just know some people who have. Yeah. You know, you, it's like a, it's like basically like you get strapped to a board. And you start like lying down. So it's pretty straightforward. And it's like, you passing out. It's like, no, I'm lying down. I'm fine. Yeah. Like horizontal. Horizontal. Right. Right. And then they start to like sort of raise you up. You feel like a little, you know, a little bit like a monster in some movie where you're like slowly like being raised up while strapped to a board. And they they try different angles. Your head is going up. Head is going up. Going down. Head is going up. uh, And they'll try like they'll do forward and they'll do angles and they try to figure out, is there some point at which you pass out for reasons, you know, good to know, I suppose. Um, So I have low blood pressure from time to time. I didn't fail the tilt table test. So what are my options? And here's what they told me. They said, well, you drink a lot of tea. I was like, this is true. And so they said, you need to cut that back. So I used to drink too much tea two uh mugs of black tea and two mugs of green tea a day at least and they said is it like the caffeine they're worried about is it the amount of liquid what can go wrong with drinking it will make four you cups of tea it can make you dehydrated um i don't know okay. you think if this were a problem there'd be an entire country that zuzana lives in who would just be struggling uh, with, with this <laughs> to, but to walk right um so i cut my my my, my intake just the black tea i cut the green tea out and I replaced it with herbal tea. And the other piece of advice they gave me, they said, could you just try to eat a little worse? And I was like, what? Because they <laughs> okay. wanted me to eat more food with salt, like more quote unquote bad food because yeah. I tend to eat a pretty healthy diet. And I was like, so your advice to me is to drink less tea and more salty foods. And they said, that's right. And I was like, did they tell you to stop doing so much yoga? and meditation like (laughs) can you stress out a little bit more to get your blood pressure up could you find a more stressful job please i think that's what it is dave is too calm i have to i'm not stress out no this is very funny i'm the most stressed out person on demand um when i was in college i uh had a thing where i was sitting there uh eating dinner and my whole left side of my body went numb and so they rushed me to the hospital and they were like oh well I think we think that you just had like an anxiety attack and they were like, what's going mm-hmm. on in your life? And I was like, well, I'm taking a full course load. I'm working 30 hours a week. My grandmother just died and I'm going through some relationship drama right now. And they're like, okay, could you do less? And I was like, do could you, you drink want-? more tea? They, they were like, I was like, do you want me? I was like, I need to take these classes to graduate. Um, and I need this money to live because I was paying my way through college. I was like, I don't, I don't really know what to tell you. They had no options for me. Um, yeah. So, Anyway, that was a couple of years ago when I had the tilt table test and I did. I was like, you know what? Sit down for dinner. It's like more salt on this. No, you know, really amping it up. I don't really think that mattered. Um, but I noticed uh, a couple uh, starting a couple of weeks ago, I would have these occasional spells that were that were not the same thing. Where like instead of just my vision getting blacked out now, I, I feel my brain feels fuzzy. I feel disassociated. I feel like I'm going to like collapse if I don't sit down. 
Mm -hmm. I feel pretty shaky, kind of tingling in the in, in the fingers. And so I was like, "Well, this is great." Also, I've got like a stiff neck. I don't know. I got all sorts of weird stuff going on. And um, so I go to I go to the doctor, and they take my blood pressure. And uh, so standing, I was I'm sorry, sitting down, I was 90 over 60, which is a little low. Okay. Um, sitting down, I was normal blood. Oh, sorry, pressure. standing, Just I was some Google's yep, ready. I was 87 over 60, and they were like, "That's also low," because um, you're supposed to be 120 over 80. So definitely low. Um, okay. My pulse was only like 65. They were like also very low. They were basically like, are you alive? It was like those kind of uh, yeah. sort of a thing. And um, so, you know, doctor came in, talked to me and they were like, okay, well, um, we're going to run a lot of blood tests. And so I had uh, nine vials of, dr of blood drawn this week, which was That's a lot of awesome. Blood. Um, and then they were like, okay, we're going to schedule an MRI. So I have, a, I have an MRI of my head on Monday. And then uh, a week from today, I'm going to go to the doctor and they're going to tell me, am I dying? Am I dehydrated? I don't really know. Uh, I got my blood test results. Dying or dehydrated, yeah. Uh, not from the doctor. I was able to log into the online site and see my blood test results, which of course I could not really parse myself. So guess what yeah. I used? I'm Google. going to guess chat GPT. <laughs> I definitely fed it. Diagnose your, yeah. I definitely fed it in the chat GPT, which was tremendous because... <laughs> It actually gave me some, it actually, because you know, when you get this whole long gave list, some context. yeah, it actually is like, oh, for the blood tests you took that are measuring this, this, and this, your results were within the normal range. Like it actually explained it back to me after an initial, like, well, couple you think sentences. it explained it back well, to you. It gave you something believable. It did give me something believable. And <laughs> I'm okay. But, you know, listen, we all get, we all get BS. <laughs> that's good enough to get, we all get to BS from time to time. Right? If a computer is BSing me, that's real artificial intelligence, right? If you think about it. <laughs> Um, but, um, but yeah, so I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, it kind of comes and goes. Tuesday was not a good day. Uh, this morning was not good at all. I was, I was in a, mm. I was in a bad place this morning, but I feel better now. I was able to mow the yard, uh, just before this. So it kind of comes and goes. Yeah. What do you do? Like, if you're feeling like that, yeah. what helps? You just have to lay down I and don't wait know. for it to go. I don't, I haven't figured it out yet. Okay. And so I'm reading about this. Yeah. You might be pregnant. Are you pregnant? <laughs> not pregnant um they are so things that they're considering possibly they're like well you could be dehydrated i was like okay yep. sure I, I i'd love to know how dehydration can cause all of these things but i'm open to it um well according to this article which is from mayoclinic.org not chat gpt just to be sure clear, sure sure when the body doesn't have enough water the um, amount of blood in the body yeah. blood volume mm -hmm. decreases so there's your problem and That's then they problem. take seven vials of blood from you to figure right. out why your blood volume might be low so. i thought it was i thought it was really great that on the day when i had really low blood pressure that they were like let's take nine <laughs> vials out of this guy it's fine he doesn't need it <laughs> he's someone else is driving him home today it's fine it was one of those doctor visits where like the doctor and the student kept like going out talking and then coming mm. back in and asking me more things and then going out and i was like this is not good like they're they're looking stuff they're yeah. going on chat gpt exactly <laughs> yes they googling things they're like this guy's smart enough to see what i'm doing on my phone at least they left the office honestly i'd respect it more if they were just like let's ask the computer do you ever have a doctor in the middle of your appointment like turn the screen away from you a little bit because i think what they're doing then is just typing in a bunch of questions and oh, trying yeah. to figure it out and then once they're back in their like yeah. epic yeah, yeah. systems like the the medical charting software mm -hmm. then they can let you see it because that looks impressive but a google prompt no, no. that that's worrisome they should just build that in i, I bet you the next version of, of epic will have like yeah. just gpt integration where it's like got a question don't know what to do yeah. i'm just typing into gpt how do i act like a doctor question mark oh okay yeah <laughs> So yeah, confident. They they don't know what's gonna they don't know what's going on with me. Um, because of the part of the country I live in, uh, one thing that they are definitely testing for, I've not gotten results back for, is Lyme disease because mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty prevalent here, and a number of my symptoms match. And I was like, I don't remember a tick, but sure, why not? Let's yeah. just let's go roll with it. I hate that stuff. Yep, it's yeah, Lyme's is like it's one of those diseases where you can have like one of forty different symptoms. Mm -hmm. And they match up with limes, yep. and it's like flaky enough and uncertain enough and severe enough to be worried about. It's just like the ultimate hypochondriac disease to to think about. Yeah, the thing that has really been frustrating about this is like I, I told I told Mark this morning I was like I would prefer a broken leg at this point because yeah. a broken leg you understand like okay it's broken the doctor yeah. knows what the path is to fix it is it surgery is it whatever do I have a cast like there's a path and this is like when this happens it's not I mean it's definitely like head pain but it's also 
I can't think clearly. And Mm -hmm. my whole life, I've been somebody who can think and respond and react very quickly. So it feels like I'm in like mud. And that is so frustrating. Brain fog. So frustrating. Yeah, brain fog. So incredibly frustrating. So, you know, it's good times over here. Hmm. Oh, I forgot to. I actually took a half day on Monday. Yeah. uh, Because I was feeling lightheaded and nauseous. Oh. Which is unusual for me. Um, but it had some similarities to what you're doing with on a chronic basis. Yeah. And I just had to lay down, lay down. for like three hours. And yeah. it's just disconcerting when you like roll over and then the room's spinning. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Be spinning, so. That's not good. But I came out of it. I didn't have to do a tilt table test. That's um, excellent. So here's hoping it doesn't come back. And the last thing I'll say about this is I forgot to mention that when the doctor came in. So first the nurse takes all my vitals. Then the student comes in. I'm like, great. They clearly saw me coming. They're like, we're, we're unveiling. Every, everyone's going to talk to this guy. <laughs> Student comes in, asks me some questions. Um, he could have just probably used some GPT. I probably could have just had a GPT prompt at that point. That would have been about the same. Yeah. It was fine. He was trying. And then the, the, the actual doctor comes in and he looks at me and he goes, I remember you. And I was like, and I, I sort of look a little, a little confused. <laughs> and he's like, you're that camel guy. This is the same Reputation. guy. Saw, this is the same guy I saw a couple months ago when I when, when I hurt my back and hips on the camel. Apparently, that story that really sticks guy. with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I thought you were going to say be related? he didn't even see you then, but you're like you have a photo oh, up I'm, at the front <laughs> desk, like the camel that guy. camel guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm that camel guy. Hmm. You're the camel guy. It's okay. How, are, how yeah. is your hip? Can you run yet? Yeah. I've started Pilates, which okay. is a whole interesting journey for me. Um, Pilates is hard, so hard. I'm so ill-equipped for Pilates, apparently. Um, but it's uh, it's um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm like three classes in, so I'm still working. I got got a lot to do, but I can already. There are interesting things I can already just by doing the Pilates exercises. Things that make sense about why, maybe not why it happened, but like why it still hurts when I run. Like I, it's so mm. obvious when doing Pilates, it's like, oh, my right leg and my the right side of my body is not as strong and not as flexible as the left side. So mm-hmm. that probably explains why, even though I feel fine, I go for a run and like either my, my gait is off, like something is not right. Like I was, you know, and so that's been super useful. It's going to either make me flexible or I'm going to die trying. So that's good. Um, it's super interesting uh, sort of thing to do because these are classes with uh, nine other people. I am so far always the only male uh, in the class by far. So I kind of feel like I'm invading like a sort of a, 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 mm-hmm. a, a certain kind of energy, a certain kind of space. So, you know. Yeah. You know, you're changing the yeah. the vibe in that room just yeah. by showing up. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we'll see how Pilates goes. Susanna, how would you describe the the vibe shift when you have eight women in a room and then a guy like Dave walks in? What happens? I never had a guy like Dave. If there was a guy, it was usually much older oh. gentleman. Mm. So for me, it was only yoga. Yoga classes to go to. But then in those yoga classes, I was the youngest one. It was mainly much older people because it was Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Not many people can take Friday morning out of their job to go to yoga. So it was mainly pensioners, women, and then one man. And I like, I didn't feel any different. It was very friendly everyone was you know laughing joking mm-hmm. it was good like it wasn't serious class maybe i don't know if pilates is serious everyone's really concentrating on doing it right oh yeah. yoga it was more about doing your best falling over laughing about it you know so you didn't mm-hmm. think like about the, the gender of the people you just had fun together mm-hmm. yeah. that makes me feel better yeah yeah that's that sounds I'm, really... I'm not doing pilates like dave so that sounds nice and supportive i mean the pilates <laughs> instructors i've had so far have been nice they've definitely there's one lady who I've had twice. I would, I think she's the owner of the facility. I would describe her, her, uh, her approach as sort of like no nonsense, uh, school teacher meets flight attendant meets drill instructor. Like they are going to like, they have, th- there's no malarkey. There's no like messing around. They're going to like, <laughs> they're, they're telling you specifically, but like the way she talks, you can tell she's got the smile as she's talking. She's like, okay, and now we're going to do this. And you're just like, of course, this is like the first time I'm doing half these moves. So I'm like looking and I'm trying to like, you want me to do what you want to put my leg in a strap. Yeah. And I feel like I'm going to like fall out of this thing, you know? So, um, but it's all been friendly, just very like, boom, 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 very like direct and, and focused. So, yeah. Are you doing this class with Marissa or is this solo? 
Nope. Uh, she is also recovering. <laughs> the health issues in this family right now are awesome. Uh, so she screwed up her. Man, think- you guys hit your 40s and the wheels. She's not even 40 yet. Yeah, she hasn't even hit it yet. Um, she's still in her upper 30s. She should really hang on. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, she hurt her heel um, still. And she's still mm. kind of limping around. And so she actually <laughs> they're like, yeah. So she went back to the doctor yesterday and they were like, you know, since you had it done, the first x-ray you had was two days after you hurt yourself. There might have still been some inflammation. Maybe we didn't see it. So let's go get another one. And it's like, what is, then why would you even, anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Um, you know, so, uh, we're still waiting to hear back. Does she have a fracture in her heel? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sounds difficult. If you have a potential heel fracture, Pilates, probably not a good time to start. Um, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Throw that Keep out there. Mind. Yep. Susanna. Um, you you had teased this in our in our Telegram chat when I had to bail on on everybody for recording last week as a result of Big Tire. I'm trying to conspire to hold me down. Um, you mentioned something about running shoes. Oh, my running shoes. <laughs> yeah, I've been going through stuff with my feet. <laughs> so, like, I, I've got larger than average feet for a woman, at least. <laughs> Sounds horrible, but I'm tall, so I mean, it kind of makes sense. It would be weird if I had like size five feet for my height. So, you know, it all fits, except like people, they don't make shoes for me in the women's section anymore. Most of my shoes are male ones. Whatever. You know, I I own it. I've got big feet. But because I never really had it, uh, like all my life, I just tried to wear nice things, but you can't in a size like that, that you don't have much choice. So I would just buy something that kind of fits and then question it and my first two running shoes so one my trail shoes and my road shoes i bought the same way nobody told me that you should buy them bigger because as you run Mm. your feet swell nobody told me you should try the shoes on after either at the end of the day or after a run so that your feet has have already swollen when you try the shoes on otherwise it's just not going to fit well i had no idea so my first two shoes i bought them they felt fine at the beginning of the run but as you run and exercise they started feeling less fine so now I was buying my new pair of shoes. I was like, I'm going to do it right this time. But the, my local running shop or shoes, running shoe shop closed down. So I couldn't buy it, like go and try them on. So I had to buy them online, which is terrible because I like buying shoes online, not nice. So I had to measure my feet and, you know, and they're expensive. These shoes are expensive. Like I'm sure I can buy some cheaper ones, but I trying, if I spend so many kilometers and miles on my feet, I want to wear a proper thing they say like running is really cheap you can just get out and do the only thing you should really invest into are the shoes yeah. everything else is okay so i bought these uh, shoes that are from make innovate it's a british make and they're like 160 pounds which is i don't know how much is in dollars around 280 dollars something like that oh. a lot of money for a pair of mm-hmm. shoes you know so i bought them they arrived i was like oh they feel kind of they feel good, but maybe I should have them bigger. And then I'm like, I don't know. because So then I, now you can't test them outside. You can test them in, at home, but you can't take them out if you want to return them. So then I ordered another, the same pair of shoes, just slightly bigger. So then I had two pairs of shoes at home. And I kept thinking, well, which ones do I keep? And then I went running with my old pair so to have my feet ready <laughs> to test mm-hmm. them. And I'm like, I kept going on like two weeks trying which ones am I going to buy. I ended up sticking with the bigger ones. So they are like properly bigger ones. And now I'm, when running in them, I feel like in clown shoes, you know, they feel so big. I'm not used to having big shoes on my feet. And now I'm thinking, did I buy them too big now? And it's just right. so much because it's so expensive. I keep thinking it's just shoes. If they don't fit, okay, you wait a few months, save up and buy a new pair. I don't want to do that because they're expensive. But So now I've got shoes. I took a picture like the other day when I went on a run and they just look enormous on my feet. But I don't know. It's difficult. What size shoe do you wear? Ah, uh, you, okay, you don't have to. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so normally it would be size nine. Was that nine. sound a number? I I'm not sure how to interpret that. <laughs> it was a noise. Normally it would be <laughs> size nine UK. I think it's ten US. Uh, we have another okay. conversion chart. Oh, yeah. Like Hold on. But those running shoes are ten and a half UK. Oh, which, so a size oh and a half God. larger than you normally wear. Yeah, I mean, so they say that this brand runs small anyway, so they say uh-huh. you should size up anyway. So I already, the first pair I got was size 10, so which is already in my head, like size 10 shoes, come on. 
And then even those were kind of, I mean, they weren't small. They were just the same like my old ones. I was like, I'm not going to make the same mistake. I'm not going to stick to something because in my head, I feel like, why? Why? I shouldn't wear right. shoes that, that large. They should look this way. Yeah. But I finally wore them out yesterday. So now I can't return them anymore. And like I went for, what, seven, seven and a half mile run. And I got no problems, no blisters. So it's all in my head. I, and I can't look down because when I look down, I'm like, wow, that's so big. <laughs> you know, like you're not used <laughs> yeah. to your feet being so big then in you your trip line of vision. A hedge. But they're not, they don't feel big. Like they feel okay, but it's just the sizing. Oh, yeah. I've got big feet. I'm honestly, even trousers, jeans, I buy like Levi's in the male section because mm. the female Levi's just don't fit me. I'm, I'm weird. What can I say? I'm just, yeah, I'm not a standard size in any way yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah Suzanne, if it makes you feel any better i wear a 13 in the u.s which is a 12 and a half in the uk and we're about but the you're same a man size. we're about the same like we're the same height you might even be a little taller than me so like it's okay i understand but it's okay for men to have big feet it's not okay for a woman because it's you totally don't know shoes for us like wow. i can't go i can't go ballroom dancing because i can't find shoes for me you know unless you, i can turn up in Sneakers could totally wear. I think in the U.S. at this point, you could wear sneakers to anything. Whatever barriers used to remain for like appropriate yeah. footwear after the pandemic, people just don't care. Nobody cares barefoot. about anything could just anymore. Come barefoot. That's yeah. the last real taboo. You walk around barefoot someplace, and people are like, "Whoa!" It is interesting. I'm following somebody online uh, on Instagram, and she's she likes this barefoot movement, and she said nowhere. So she's traveled Canada, US, and Mexico, and she said only in the US would they send her out of a shop. And she said, which is weird. Like you get people, like uh, uh, with men, I don't think women, men with their tops off, so like uh, waist up, naked, not naked. You know what I mean, like a top yeah, off, yeah. just waist up, no and shirt. that's fine. No shirt, as long as they wear shoes. That's then right. she comes in fully dressed, but no shoes, and they send her out. Like, what? It's not like she puts her feet on the table or something. It's, a, it's a, like a grocery shop. So that that is interesting to me. Like, why? Yeah. What's the deal with feet? I have it's no okay explanation to see, like, for that, but there's absolutely yeah. a like a cultural and legal concept about you have to wear certain footwear in different places, particularly places where mm. food is prepared or sold. But I couldn't explain why. I've never because like the shoes are it. also <laughs> yeah. just as dirty as your feet. Like it's not like you're putting them under somebody's face. It they stay on the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think someone just quit listening to the podcast. I've done some quick googling, which is uh, Google should be a sponsor of this podcast. They should really yeah. step up. Um, yeah. So and ChatGDP. Yeah. yeah. No, it's oh. they're chasing me for money. <laughs> they should be giving it to you yes. um so uh, in the u.s right uh ben knows this we uh you i don't know if you see it quite as much but for i feel like growing up you used to see a lot of stores or restaurants where it would say outside no shirt no shoes no service that yeah. was like a common phrase and saying and i was just curious i was like where did that come from and according mm -hmm. to a random law firm website it's a law firm i'm gonna assume that they might have researched this but um when, you know, it was it was all a it sort of started as a response to hippies in the in the late sixties, early seventies, where mm. um, stores wanted a legal reason to to keep them out, and so they were like, no shirt, you know, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Mm. Huh. So Sounds it's like the war on plausible. drugs, but oh, mostly focused on the hippies. Yes. like just find some way to make it illegal to be that kind of person. That's right. There you go. Yeah. It is definitely a cultural try like, it. taboo, yeah. like not wearing shoes out in America, for sure. It's people. I mean, in the you. UK, I've not seen anyone. I mean, I saw last half marathon where I just volunteered. I saw a guy running it barefoot on a street that yeah. I was like, wow. But I don't think I've ever seen anyone walking barefoot like in the city center. I don't think it's a thing. Mm hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to give it a go in the summer. Why not? I mean, I stick out already, you know. <laughs> What's like another reason for people not? to look at me? You know, oh, well. <laughs> I would Rocks, probably. Like, glass, needles, metal, oh God, I can't garbage, imagine. germs, parasites. I mean, that's seven, I think. How many more <laughs> reasons do you want to know? Okay, where, where would I be walking? Like, well, cities? you said the city center. I'm yeah, picturing like walking down a street or sidewalk. Even in a clean city, like we, I mean, we don't have needles lying around. Or what? What did you all say? What else did you say? Needles? What else? Uh, 
parasites, bacteria, glass. Yeah, again, you don't put your metal. feet in your mouth. I mean, you wash them, right? When you get, especially you, you wash your feet more likely than you would wash the bottom of your shoes. And then you yeah, walk inside sure. your house. I'm thinking with more your shoes. about preventing injury to my feet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not like okay. worried about tracking it in because I, I always think it's weird when people walk into their house and walk around with shoes on. I'm definitely mm. a, like leave them at the door kind yeah, of. Yeah, shoes up the door. Yeah, family. yeah. Um, and so yeah, of course they're dirty, but that way my feet aren't dirty. Is my that's I guess the shoes? I'm approaching it. <laughs> they're the dedicated dirty thing that I can just leave at the door. <laughs> Than my feet yeah, I, would, I mean, I thing. wouldn't mind going out. Like, I like going in a garden. I, I'll, as soon as the temperature's allowed, I prefer yeah. that barefoot or just yeah, around the house. Sure. Yeah. I did as a kid. I remember we, it was like, what, 12, 13? There were four friends and we spent the night. So I come from a village and we had this hay, uh, like a barn with hay on top of it, mm-hmm. like on the, the, loft attic you yeah. know on the bottom we had all these tools and on the top was that so we spent the night there and then we decided to go in the middle of the night to like pretend to be fairies and you know barefoot and wearing sheets bed sheets stuff it was fun until we we were walking down like this path and stepped on slugs and who knows what else slugs again you just feel slugs. <laughs> yeah no it could have been the other thing that I don't want to say out loud, you know, slugs is still better yeah. in this scenario. But yeah, it was fun, I suppose, but <laughs> didn't do it again. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm in, worn deep shoes. inside, I'm a hippie. Yeah, but it would yeah. be boring. It mm. would be, you need a little bit but of You wouldn't have that, that story to share, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm rediscovering the adventurous me. Now with the running, mm. like I see look into all these races that people run and not, I don't mean road races. I mean, those like trail races and I'm like, Ooh, that would be so fun. Mm-hmm. I just uh, listened to a podcast and then obviously watch videos. It's a, there's a race in Scotland. It's called the Cape Wrath Ultra. And I think it's 400 kilometers over eight days. Okay. Yeah. And they, so it's every day you've got like an ultra marathon, basically. I think oh. there is a couple of days when oh. it's less, when you run it in Scotland. So the weather is horrible. Yeah. And you get wet from the moment you leave the camp on day one and you don't, you stay wet. At least your feet will stay wet until day eight when you finish. Yeah. And I would do it. Oh my, I just, I know it sounds crazy. I would definitely do it. Dave, the look in your face as you were learning about this. It's like you see the nature, like like really. Yeah, I would do it. And that's just one of many. Obviously, I'm not going to start with 400 kilometers, but. Right. So I signed up for a half marathon that's also trail that's happening in two weeks. Yeah. A little bit less than 400, yeah. but you know, you need to start somewhere. And you have to, you have to pay to run this? Oh I yeah. Assume? You have oh, to pay yeah, okay. and it's quite expensive as well. Of course I think it it's is. like eight, 1,800 pounds. But the reason is because in such a remote areas, they, the organizers, they carry all the tents, they carry mm-hmm kitchen like they build a kitchen every day like the camp because the campsite is somewhere else every day they the runner the runners run it and then the, the organizers then move all the tents and the drop of drop of bags and the kitchen that they build every single time so that the people have warm food and everything so it's a whole thing they have to hire hire vans and yeah I, I regret it's, to it's inform you that for 2024 they have apparently raised the price to 1999 Pounds. Wow. So, mm. They have this whole what's pounds. included. Eight nights of tented accommodation. <laughs> yeah. There a you go. Spacious marquee where you can relax and socialize with your fellow runners. <laughs> Ultra mail service. So they basically people can send you mail, like little notes and things, yeah. and they'll deliver it to your tent. Yeah, because there is no reception there because it's so remote. It's so high yeah. up uh, in Scotland that there is no phone reception. You have to have like a tracker, a satellite tracker, so that if something happens, you there is a way for you to get help, but there is no and they even, reception. They even will do transportation of your overnight bag between campsites. See, yeah, they really thought Isn't that nice? Yeah. Isn't it nice of them? <laughs> the thing is, if you miss the cutoff time, so every day has got a cutoff time. If you miss it, you're out of the race, mm. but you can still complete it. Like you won't be recognized as a finisher. You won't get the medal, I think. But you can keep going because they realize that people pay so much money. And if they don't finish on time on day one, like they didn't want to just, you know, send people packing. So they allow people to stay and run still, even though they're not in the race anymore because they paid so much money. I would do it. I don't know. Am I, am I crazy? 
I don't know. I guess I am. I like the idea of you like trying to reinvent yourself a little bit or engage with parts of yourself and grow and change as you yeah in the middle of your life to continue doing that. That's called a midlife crisis. (laughs) It's waiting for you too. I meant me and Dave have done it. Dave has done it on the camel. I'm running. I'm waiting to see what you're gonna do with yourself. (laughs) Yeah, Ben, what's your midlife crisis? Yeah, I don't know. Quit my job. There yet? Start a farm. Maybe build a cabin in the woods. I don't know what it's gonna be. I'll let you know when I get there. I have not yet reached the middle of my life yet. That's that's my take on it. So. (laughs) <laughs> it will hit you one day you wake up and you'll be one like day. wow now i know what they mean yeah, i know it's crazy here. i think it's when like people not necessarily like midlife but when especially when you have kids and then you finally are out of the baby years when everything mm-hmm. is about the kids and then you start you have time and energy to think about yourself again for a change mm-hmm. and then you sit down and you realize you think like who am i am i still the person i thought i was or have i changed Mm-hmm. I think if if you realize you've changed, this is what leads to midlife crisis because you decide to then hold on, like reclaim yourself back. So in a way, I guess I've, yeah, the kids are growing up and I want to do something for myself now. And weirdly enough, it's like backpacking through Scotland in rain mm-hmm. and freezing cold. Could be worse, you know, could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very logical explanation of midlife crisis. I can definitely relate to that. I feel like I'm not quite there yet, but it makes sense the way you described it. It's not just some random event, but kind of the natural evolution of a life uh, for yeah. people who are raising kids. What's my excuse? Oh, like I was wondering what. Yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> what is your excuse? <laughs> pets. Maybe job. Like when you finally you've got a job. I'm not saying this is Dave's case, but like oh. you might have a job for many many years, and then you realize, yeah. oh no, I don't want to do it anymore, and that's what makes you redefine rethink what it is that you want sometimes you need to switch it up you know yeah yeah some people are more Dave, extreme it seems than like others you've had a career of switching up like you, you haven't <laughs> that's such you know, a polite way of saying that <laughs> you've had a lot of interesting jobs that's what i'm saying that's right you've been coming and going through your jobs throughout well, your career and I, I don't know I, I stay for i tend to stay for a little while sometimes what's the longest job you've held uh when i mean it was i did different like i had different titles throughout it but in terms of like when I started versus when I finished working, I started mm-hmm. working at the University of Connecticut when I was 17 and a half, and yeah. I left when I was 31 and a half. Okay. So 14 years of different jobs. That's right. And what would you say? Because I imagine like some of those jobs, you were working with the same people just in a new capacity. Yes. And some of them, you were like in a completely different job, different no. building, different people. No. No. It was at the library. What lib- did you start at 17, 17 and, and a half, half that you could like draw a through line from there to 31? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah. I so How do you do that? Walk well, me through it. Uh sure. So uh this is gonna sound pretty antiquated because but you know, this they don't they don't do I'm it this way anymore. It. But uh in, in the year two thousand when I started college. Catalog. Well, yeah, no, actually they mail so uh, I had a work study job and they uh they what they did is they mailed you ahead of time. And they said, not email, mail, because they couldn't assume you had email. Yeah. Um, well, you wouldn't mailed... have that till you got to the university. Well, right? I, I had an email. Yeah. But no, uh, you know, they, they send you an email. I'm sorry. They send you a mail and they, and they tell you your work study job will be at the library. You have no, it's like, there will be a library job fair on this day. Show up, get okay. a job basically is how it, is how it was pitched. I was like, okay, working at the library. Cool. So I show up and um, my job I had had in high school uh, during the summers was to work at this kind of like science and technology, like day camp uh, for, uh, for kids that the town put on where I basically taught them how to do stuff with computers and we made rockets and, you know, just had fun stuff like that. And so they're like, okay, so you, you know about technology. I was like, yeah, sure. And they're like, great. So uh, we've got a, we've got like a computer and, and, and we called it computer and copy services, right. Which is such an, a late nineties name. Yeah. And so, um, so I started working there and, uh, after one year, I was like a student manager, and then I worked there all the way through uh, graduation. Uh, I technically, I guess you can say there was a six-week gap. I graduated, and I was like, I'm never coming back. See you losers later. I'm getting out of here. Six mm-hmm. weeks later, I had no job. And my former <laughs> boss calls me, and she's like, hey, um, so uh, I have to go on a maternity leave much earlier than I thought, and it's kind of an emergency. Um, did you find a job? And I said, no. I'd be interested to hear about what she's like. Basically, I it's want been you to six come. long weeks. It's been six I'm weeks, desperate. and my political science got? degree is looking pretty <laughs> sad. Um, yeah. So, uh, 
so you know i she's like you want to you want to basically cover for me when I, I was like sure yes i would love that that would be great um so i did that uh when she came back they were like great well we really liked having you here so do you want to be the night manager doing the same at the same place just working nights so i started working six to two a.m and i did that for a couple hmm. years and then eventually a couple I, years a long time to work that show yes it is and then but, you know i was 23 <laughs> like um 22 23 so i did that and then um eventually they combined that desk with the it help desk and i ran both of them and then mm-hmm. i did that for and then i kept adding on to what i did there so then i started running student printing because not just for the library but for the whole university because we did it well and I started doing project management because they needed they the, the people who were working on our website didn't really care. And it was the kind of place where if you're young and have energy and you're like, it was just like, yeah, Dave, go ahead. Sure. Knock yourself out. Go go have fun. Except I did it. So, you know, we uh, I just kind of kept building and building and building until I went to go work for Titan. That's the story. Huh. That's different than I expected. So you've not really had, and then you left Titan back to the university or was it a different university? I went to a different university. I left Titan. I went to go work at Yale University for. Not even that long. 20 months, 21 Never months. Of it. Never heard of it. It's a small no. place. You know, it's a small place in New Haven. Um, yeah. But um, I worked there for like 21 months or so and uh, just came crawling back. No, I, uh, <laughs> Matt, this is a good story. Matt and Dan, uh, 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 owners of Titan, uh, for those who don't know who are listening, uh, they had never replaced what I had done before, really, my full job. And so they, messaged me and they were like you're the last person who did all all of these tasks in one and we're writing a job description finally um and we've kind of changed it a little bit but can you look at this and tell us if anything is missing and so i looked at it and i was like boy this looks a lot better than what i'm doing right now let me tell you and so <laughs> <laughs> plus yeah, you know missing me that's what's missing that's exactly right and then you know it didn't take long and then i was back that was it <laughs> And now you're talking you about UConn reminds me of the video game where you roll around and pick up objects and you start accumulating that and is getting bigger. Exactly, and like that was you. Exactly <laughs> what happened to the point where when I left, they were like, well, we don't have, they were like, well, it's like, well, we need someone to like run the help desk. Cool. We also need someone to run like the public desk and public printing. And they're like, yeah, nobody wants to do that. So they gave it up. They gave it away. It's, it's they just they they gave away responsibility for printing. The university. They gave it away to a different group in the university because they're like, we don't have the time to handle this. Yeah. And I'm like, you fools! Like that's money, that's revenue that we used to bring in, and we used to be able, we used it to buy all kinds of stuff for the library. Like, what is what's wrong with you people? But hey, you know, do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do?